Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Church Boy Confessions podcast once again. My name is Emmanuel Heke, your host. I mean, same old, same old. It's how we open up the show every time. But this time is going to be a little different, all right? Because I didn't really say this earlier. I didn't say this last week, but um, this is going to be the first episode where we have a guest. We have a guest. Go ahead, talking to the talking to the mic, bro. Yo, what's good, everybody? So this is my close friend, my brother. His name is Mike. What's, how you pronounce your last name? You just say Okin. Funny because we're both Nigerian, but yeah, no. I ain't Actually, you know there. what? Usually I go by Okin, okay. but in Nigeria they say Okin now. Around here we call him Big Mike, though. Big Mike, what? Four two four. All right, but um, yeah, so I want Mike to hop on here and I want him to share his story. Um, and of course, then we're going to go into the dialogue and hopefully this conversation between me and Mike can be edifying for you, beneficial for you. So, Mike, um, we talked a little bit before this, of course, um, and you said that you want to come on this show. Um, and I think that it's going to be really good for us to have guests on this show because sometimes Emmanuel needs to shut up. And other people need to talk because, hey, it's a lot of stories out there, a lot of things that people can need to relate to that I may not have experienced. Or maybe I have, but we're going to have the dialogue. So, Mike, you can take the floor. All right. What's up, everybody? Uh, as Emmanuel just said, I'm a close friend. I went to UCLA with him. I actually graduated in June 2019. So right now I am just preparing for med school. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, you know, just by God's grace, if I can get in, just hopefully be starting in anywhere from July to August. But um, I just want to come on this show just to talk about my story, just in regards to, you know, my journey through college and just, you know, pushing through and persevering through a lot of like ups and downs and just trying to, you know, just graduate and just get on top and just get myself prepared for the next stage of my life so scale of one to ten how hard was college for you um i would say i say like a six okay yeah i'd say that you know like for me just coming in it's just kind of like a, it's like it's a pretty steep learning curve because it's just it's a different story like in high school you know for most of the people here you know you could just get by and you know you don't have to do that much mm-hmm. but <clears throat> When you come to UCLA, it's like you're going up against just like some of the best kids in the country just in terms of the world, you know, academics in the world, too. It's just it's just a whole different level. It's just a whole different playing field. And so it's something that it's like unless like you're just like literally at the top of the top, it's just it's really hard to adjust. So for me, it's like, you know, it was really hard my freshman year to adjust. I remember, you know, just going in. I was just telling myself, like, it's going to be hard. You know, I, I felt like I prepared myself. And just got myself ready to the point where I was like, okay, like I'm ready. You know, I know things are going to go great all the time. Mm-hmm. And then, dog, I got my first midterm back. I got like a 57. <sighs> I was like, hey, yo, this is this this, this is different. This is big fella. This different, is very different. So it was just like I just had to prepare myself just for honestly scores just as worse, you know, if not worse than that. So it was just a lot of trying to figure out, you know, how to study, how to do this, how to do that. But I think the thing that I needed to, you know, kind of keep uplifting myself on was just like self-encouragement. You know, right. We talked a little bit about this before, but I think for me, it was just, you know, trying to say, just trying to figure out like, you know, like, hey, just tell yourself, you know, I belong here. You know, I want to be here and, 
you know, this is a place that I wasn't just chosen for any random reason. Like, yeah. you know, God put me in this place to, you know, for a purpose. And that purpose was just to graduate, get my work done and just leave. So I kind of, I want to talk about that. So you talked about, you had to remind yourself that you belong here. So I, I think, I mean, I go here too. And like, of course I hear a lot of the dialogue, especially in the black community about people not feeling like they belong here. And a lot of times, I'm not sure if it's the same thing as imposter syndrome, but nonetheless, like they feel like, you know, they go to class, they're in classes where it's predominantly not people that look like them, or maybe it's nothing about race or like they just go into class and like, it's just really hard. You know, they come out, like they come out of uh, high school being valedictorian and salutatorian, all that different stuff. And like, they come here, they get like a terrible score and everything. And they feel like they don't belong here. So like, do you have any other, first of all, before I even go into that, do you have any other instances where it's like, it really hit home? Like where other than like a bad test score, like what, what's another time where you really felt like you do not belong here? Um, I would say that I think it's just looking at like the demographic. I think it's like, for me, it was like, even just doing like regular stuff, like when I would just be walking on campus or whether maybe like I go out to like a party or something, it's just like you go out and you see this like just basically just a lot of white people and a lot yeah. of Asian people. And it's like you'll see like your token black person like in a room or just like that boy's red too. At all. And it's like you just see him and it's like sometimes you kind of make eyes at each other. You just like, man, I feel you, dog. It's, it's, <laughs> this ain't the move. This ain't uh-huh. right. And it's just like, at times it's just like, man, like, what am I getting myself into? You know, it's like, I know this is a great school and all, but it's like, you know, what cost? You know, I don't want to sit here and, you know, like kind of slave away trying to do well academically, but at the same time, I'm out here sacrificing my social life. So it's like, I think a hard thing was just trying to find your place in that realm. And then like, for me personally, like, you know, if anyone that's listening to this, like knows me, I also work with the basketball team here. Was that your place that you found? Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was the place I spent the most time. So it was just, you know, I was there, I was there with them practicing, you know, doing stuff after practice, before practice, you know, traveling uh, during, traveling on the road with them and then having game days with them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was putting anywhere from like, I'd say 20 to 30 hours with them. So, I mean, it was like a job to me and it was something that, you know, like I got a lot out of it. You know, it was very hard and just hard to, you know, work and just trying to balance things out but it's like something i appreciated but i'd say like that was that was my place you know those are my boys you know and they'll always be my friends and i met you know a lot of people made a lot of connections through that even in other like realms and sports and all that stuff you know but you know i think with that you know it also took away from like just like everywhere else like once i was outside that circle and in class like i felt you know pretty like by myself you know especially like with me i was a stem major I was a psychobiology major at UCLA. So it was just, you know. So you really ain't have no friends. So it was just like, <laughs> yeah, it's like you go to class, you go to class, you know, you listen to the lectures and that's yeah. it. Even studying, it's like, I will, you know, there's a couple of people I've been in my class I would study with, but for the most part, you're just studying by yourself. So it was just one of those things where it's just like, you know, like you're just going through it and it's like, you know, I don't really have anyone to talk to like that. And, you know, the guys, you know, from basketball, it's like, you talk about basketball mainly you don't talk about like school or anything like that right. so it was you know a little difficult and you know it just took a little bit of adjustment but i like, think for me it's like 
as I went along through school, as I got closer with the basketball guys and got closer with them, you know, it just kind of branched out and just other realms where we talk about life in general. So I think that really helped. So you eventually ended up finding your place, would you say? Yeah, I, I think I did. I like for me, like in high school, it was kind of the same thing where it's like I was like one of the only black people. And then on top of that, I was valedictorian. So it was like people kind of looked at me as like, oh, you're smart. Like, you know, smart black, black kid. You're supposed to be the little smart. African. <laughs> you're supposed to be <laughs> supposed to be like the kids, like kind of like a counterculture. It's like everyone yeah. thinks of black people the same way. And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, you're different. You know, so I think in high school, I just kind of was like the person that, you know, I kind of took it upon myself to kind of like just like edge out all the stereotypes, you know, just want to be friendly with all types of people. Right. So I think I kind of carried over to college because like I've met a lot of people from different places. And I feel like I've made some really good connections. And, you know, there's some people that, you know, I don't talk to as much, mm-hmm. but I do still feel like, you know, if I see them, I could talk to them about certain stuff and, you know, I can make a good effort. It's not even just making an effort, but I feel like I still, you know, care about them that enough that I want them to do well. Right. So, you told me about before the you know we started recording everything. You told me about an instant where you had an encounter, not an encounter, but some type of experience with um, a professor. No, it was an encounter. He low-key pressed me. Okay, we <laughs> talk about that. Who was it? Uh, it was actually a professor. I'm mm-hmm. not going to go into names, but um, it was a professor at UCLA. He's a STEM professor. Um, he actually, I remember, I went into his office hours. And, you know, I went to ask about one of our midterms. I have a couple of questions and then he started talking to me and, you know, I was just talking and, you know, they tell you like, you know, go to office hours, get to know your, you know, professors because they can write you a letter of rec. You know, you just get to know them, become like a favorite or whatever. Yeah. So we're talking and then he tells me like, oh, like, what do you do as far as extracurriculars? And I told him like, I was working for the UCLA men's basketball team. So I think I was a freshman. At the, I mean, no, I was a sophomore at the time. So then he, you know, he tells me, oh, uh, well, you know, I, I think that I think honestly, that's a waste of time. And I was like, oh, wow, really? Did you tell him like it was too hard for you or something? Or he just said that he just said that because he was at, he was just he was like because he he I he, I told him I was pre-med. Yeah. So he was talking to me because he's like mm-hmm. he knows like kids that, you know, go through that. He was talking about like my GPA. My GPA was it was OK, but it like wasn't the greatest. So he was just talking to me saying that, you know, you need to bump your GPA up, like very, you know, straight to the point, right. which I mean, you know, I appreciate, you know, but, you know, at the same time, he was just kind of, he was one of those guys that didn't really believe in like athletics Weird. in like college, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was just like, he's just like, yeah, like, I think it's a waste. I think you should just focus on like strictly like going to research lab and then volunteering and then school you know, just doing those three things and like a couple other like medical stuff and all that to be able to get into med school. So some people would say, hey, I mean, that sounds like pretty reasonable because you want to go to med school, but you're manager for the basketball team. Why did you take offense to that? I mean, I took offense to it because it's like I felt that, you know, my time with the basketball team there, I felt that I, I was starting to build really good friendships. Yeah. I felt like there were, it was a place where I got really eased into where, during, like, my hard times in college. Because it's, like, my first year was rough. Like, honestly, I honestly really wanted to transfer because I just didn't really feel comfortable You see, like, You didn't know your place. Yeah, it was just, like, I mean, it's like I said. It's, like, you know, like, I got I, – I was I was raised I – I grew up in Sherman Oaks. So, it was, like, my neighborhood was predominantly, like, just white people. Yeah. And then went to elementary school, middle school, same thing. And then I went to high school and it was like 
to Hispanics and Armenians. And it was just like all the time, it was the same only black person, like one only black people, especially like in my classes, come to college, it's the same thing. And it's just like that point I felt kind of burned out. I was just like, mm. this is this is getting to me. So I wanted to leave, you know, but it was just Oh shoot. You needed that. I just blanked out. <laughs> oh no, I mean, I got you. So like it sounds like you took offense to the professor telling you to stop basketball yeah. because the only way that he like from his perspective it was like counterintuitive like it didn't have anything to do yeah. with going to med school so it but was like you saw it as like a safe haven like that was finally a place where you felt like you fit in exactly so it was just like it felt like it was kind of him taking it as it was, it was like him offending like kind of like my social life just yeah the people i talked to because he saw it as like a one-dimensional thing where it's like mm. you know it's like do you like i felt like he was just like do you want to go to med school or you want to work in basketball but it's like for me it's like something i learned like learned down the line is that it honestly like had a lot to do with med school like just okay. being a manager because it's like just the things I was able to do with them and just the ways I was able to help and just like through the hardships and the, you know, we went through, I was really able to build up, like I was able to build up a rapport with them to the point where it's like, they were comfortable coming with me. And it's like, I worked with people from like different backgrounds, you know, rich, you know, middle-class, like, you know, not so well off. So like really taught me like the idea of just obviously, first of all, being humble and just being able to work for like a program like that. Yeah. And then being able to just talk to and help a bunch of people with their goals and their aspirations. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, it's like, that's what, that's what being a doctor is all about. Like no matter who comes through the doors, like you're just always willing to help them. Yeah. You're not willing, you're not trying to see like them from like a certain angle. Like you look at everyone the same and you're trying to help them out the same way. Right. So I just like with that, you know, I was, you know, I was thinking about quitting, you know, I was thinking about what he said a lot, but I yeah. felt that, you know, what they did for me in just terms of like easing me into college, like I felt that, you know, that was something I couldn't just throw away and I couldn't give up on. So it's just like, it was one of those things where I was just like, I, I don't want to quit. I just want to keep going. No, I feel that. I think, cause what I'm hearing from this is like, I think a lot of, a lot of people that I've met, I think as students, especially at UCLA and probably like other like for your universities or whatever, or really just anybody who's like in any higher education, like we get so fixated on, I want to be successful. I want to be successful. I want to be successful. Like this is, I have to do this, 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 and that to go to med school, to go to law school, to whatever. And it's like so much that some of us don't see a purpose in chasing passions that have nothing to do with that. And I feel like, like the professor, like you said, like that was a one dimensional way to look at it. And I think a lot of us have like, that one-dimensional like mindset it's hard it's like we live in a world where it's like you know we're expected you know we look at certain people get to certain places and it's like there's supposed to be like a strict curriculum there's a strict game plan like yeah do this this and this to get to here but it's like honestly like you know there's different ways to go about stuff there's no reason why we should all have to live the same way like you want to have people that have gone through different experiences and just been able to say like oh i went through this certain this way i went through this way and it's like more often than not those people that you know kind of do things their own way and find their path like you know in that you know in that fashion or that manner they you know live like just fulfilling lives right. like they get to do the stuff that they want to and even and they still end up success and even you like you just said how like and like at the beginning when you just look at everything from like the outside basketball and going to med school had nothing to do with each other but you ended up learning a lot from like basketball you think could translate exactly like for me it's like honestly i know i knew that you know especially i think after you know after that encounter 
I feel like like a few months later, I kind of just told myself like I'm so glad I didn't do it because it's, mm. I would have been bored. It's like doing the same <laughs> stuff, going the lab. I ended up in a research lab anyway, and I really liked it. But it's like to be able to have to like surround yourself in that kind of stuff like 24 seven for the next four years. Like it just it would have been a drag for me. So it's like I'm really glad that I was able to have basketball as this place where I was able to branch out. You know, and just like obviously interact with a whole group of different people because it's like it was just a different mindset going from basketball to yeah. the rest of school. So it was just a nice change of pace. So somewhere I could just kind of, I, I want to say let my guard down, but just somewhere I could just have fun, you know, and just be loose where I'm just like not fixated on like I got to study and I got to memorize, I got to do well, beat out everyone else. So it was just something that it kept a good balance in my life. Right. So then what would you say to the next person that comes up and says that you're not goal oriented enough? I would just say that, you know, it's like you can't, you know, you can't just sit here and just, you know, kind of judge me based off of, you know, what I do, because you just don't know what I have put into those things that I've done. You You don't know what, you know, like, say, like, like in terms of the basketball thing or say, like, like, um, I lift or you know, right now I'm working at, I'm working like with kids. Like you can't just say just based off of that, like, oh, how is that going to get you to where you want to be? How is that going to get you into the medical field? Mm-hmm. Like you don't know what experiences or what, you know, just the feelings, you know, the emotions and just the lessons that people have gotten out of. You know, you can't just, you don't know enough to say, oh, this doesn't have to do anything. You can't just look at it that mindset. Right. So I would say like, you know, for people that are kind of going through that, where people are kind of like looking at you saying, oh, you know, I, you're not doing enough or you're not doing this or that to be successful. So you just say like, you just stick with what you know, you you stick with what you want to do. You stick with what makes you happy with what makes you feel like you're doing something in life. And you just keep going because honestly, you never know, you know, where that stuff is going to take you. And as long as you put in, you know, the energy and uh, just keep crafting and just keep working, you know, you're going to be successful one way or another. Right. And I think for the people who have, you know, this kind of like, I want to say dissonance between school and their passion, I think another important thing is because kind of what you did, as long as you can do both, exactly, do both. Like, you feel me? Like, I don't think there's anything, like, like you said, you found a way for those to make sense, to those to like align mm-hmm. with each other. And I think there's a lot of people in college that may want to take the creative route that are taking another route because... Or that want to take a creative route, but are taking like maybe a medical route or STEM route because they feel like they can't do both. But it's like, I feel like when we're in college, this is like the perfect time to experiment. This is the perfect time to see. Maybe there is some type of connection between you painting and you being a orthodontist. I don't even know what orthodontist (laughs) is, but like, you feel me? Like maybe there is a connection and nobody has discovered it in history. And maybe that's, now your turn like exactly. to do that you feel me so it's like i don't know I, I think that we as students get way too caught up in by all means be goal oriented like be like yeah you focused have, eyes on the prize but it's yeah, like yeah. also remember that you know it's other things that are important at the end of the day man you just have to be you have to it's a matter of working hard and playing hard you have to be able to do the things that you need to in order to be successful but you need to make time for what makes you, you know, happy, for what makes, you know, makes you de-stress. Yeah. Because it's like if you don't get to tap into your talents or your creative talents or anything like that, you're just 
you're essentially what you're essentially doing is you're going to burn yourself out because it's like you're not doing anything that's really like gets your mind going gets exactly. your blood flowing it's like just something that's monotonous that you know you need to do to be successful but you don't really get to just like excuse my i guess excuse this term but wild out <laughs> i don't know i don't know how to put it but it's just like you just have to have that balance where it's like you got to be able to um kind of cater to your creative side and just enjoy that side in addition to working hard i agree i completely agree and i would add another thing just because it's church boy confessions which this verse um in all things this is i'm sorry this is proverbs chapter 3 um verse 6 in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths him being god i think that you know moving forward whether it's us doing our passion us doing our academics it's like as long as we're acknowledging God, he's going to devise our paths and he's going to make sure that like we make the right decisions when exactly. it's decision time. You know what I'm saying? Like whether it's to do both, whether it's to stop one and focus on the other, like God is there. Like for the people who don't know what to do, can't make a decision right now. God is there to help you make that decision and devise your paths. And like, I think in my, in my history, like in my like experiences, God has spoken to me a lot through the passions that I have. Like, I've always had a passion for, um, like, expressing messages. I've always had a passion for, like, translating messages and inspiring people. Like, you feel me? But it's, yeah. like, at some point that was going to be through playing basketball and being, like, some type of, like, basketball. Like, Steph Curry. I wanted to be Steph Curry, basically. Like, you know what I'm saying? Influential person that's also on the court. Yeah. Like, LeBron or something like that. But then at another point that became, I'm going to be a politician. At another point that became... Um, I'm going to go to law school, whatever. But it's like the goal was always to have social impact. You feel me? But now mm -hmm. it's become I want to be an entrepreneur. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's like yeah. I probably would have never got to this point if I just threw away all the passions and all the other stuff that had nothing to do with academics, you know? It's like, and I think the beautiful thing about it is that when you go through those realms, you also learn stuff about those different things. And you can use it towards your future goals and aspirations. Exactly. So it's like for me, like um in college like i kind of wanted to kind of veer off the path i was thinking about doing some um nba stuff and i was thinking about working with some scouts that i talked to in the nba but i think for me it's just like, i kind of was like thinking about it. i was at this crossroads and i don't want to say it's an epiphany but it was just like i feel like over time god kind of just you know there's certain things in my life where i just saw myself grow and you know through one thing or another through the things i was doing i felt like you know like for me, the medical field, that was that place for me to be myself. And it's that place for me where I feel like I can use my passions because like for me, I just, I love learning and I love right. being able to use the stuff that I learn and being able to apply it to certain situations. Yeah. So, you know, doing, using that. And then like for me, just, you know, using my personality and my character and just being that person that, you know, wants to look out for others and wants to see people succeed, you know, and just combining those two things into being a physician and just helping the people that come along my path and not just helping them, you know, physically in the sense that you're healing them, but also helping them in the sense you can, you know, inspire them to do something by just looking out for them. Right. So it's all about, for me, just like being able to touch people's hearts and touch people's minds and kind of send them off better, not only physically, but, you know, kind of spiritually and uh, mentally yeah. as a physician. So, you know, that for me, that just didn't come overnight. That was something that, of like course, you, right. just <laughs> works. You work and you work. And you go through certain trials and tribulations, successes, and obviously failures. Mm -hmm. And it's just like I feel that I'm in a place where it's like I know 
God's purpose and I know his purpose for me. And right now it's just, I have to say the course, no matter whether it's really high or really low, yeah. no matter if it's going good, no matter if it's going bad, like I'm just going to stick with it. And I know that I will end up where he wants me to be. Amen. So. I feel like that's a perfect place to stop it right there. <laughs> Amen. Way to go, Mike. You ended up on a high note. Oh man, it's the host. He, he he's the one. He's you the heard one it post. here first, folks. You heard it here first. This is the guy. <laughs> Don't listen to it. Um, you heard it here, folks. Uh, first, folks. Um, there's a lot of us students who come into college and we go through it. We go through it. You're not alone. Mike is here. I'm here. We're here with you. You know what I'm saying? And like, I think that the biggest thing I got from this conversation was just that you know you don't always have to choose between your passion and your academics. Um, and you don't always have to choose between being goal oriented and also having fun and and basically making the spaces, being in the spaces that you need to be in in order to feel welcome here. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff may not look like they're goal oriented, may not look like they're going to help you in your future. But a lot of those things need to be done in order for you to stay sane. Exactly. There's always a plan for everything. So just stick with it see where it takes you because i've done things that i never would have thought it would go as far as it did so i'm just very thankful that stuck with it and god allowed me to do it amen well with that being said ladies and gentlemen we're going to go into a time of confessions heavenly father thank you so much god for this this conversation that you've allowed me and mike to have god and pray lord that it be effective to the people listening to people watching god um Lord, I pray you please bless us, Father God. Um, help us, Lord, to know our place in this in this earth that you've given us, God, um, that you've placed us in, God. I pray you please help us, Father God, to know our purpose, um, to rely on you, Lord Jesus, to make the decisions that we need to make at the time we need to make them, God. To help us to know that it's not always have to, there doesn't have to always be a compromise between our passion and our academics. To help us to just relax, God, and to be able to encourage ourselves, Lord, whenever we're making a decision to know the right decision to make for us, Father God, and not just because a superior told us to move in a certain direction, God. Help us to be adults. Help us to be um, capable, God, and competent, Lord Jesus, and to just move with confidence, God. Um, A lot of us are in spaces, Lord, where it can be very uncomfortable, Father God, but right now I confess over all of our lives, God, favor. I confess over all of our lives, God, direction, clarity, confidence, Lord Jesus, and peace of mind. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the first Church Boy Confessions uh, episode with a guest, my man, Big Mike. Follow Mike on Instagram. What's your Instagram? Big Mike424. <laughs> Y'all know what it is. Hit me up. You guys have a blessed week. Love you guys. Thank you, guys. Peace.